0: Cancer does not have to be a death sentence in every case. There are ways to take charge of your healing. And today we've got Susie Griswold. She is the founder of an organization called Healing Strong. She recommends a protocol for cancer healing that has worked for her and many, many others. Now, this is not an episode that in any way is trying to bash conventional medicine or cancer doctors. This is simply her perspective and her experience, what helped her heal, not just her body, but also her mind and her soul as she used God's word to give her the strength and to give her the wisdom to battle cancer and to help others do the same. This episode is brought to you by your friends at Good Ranchers. Go to goodranchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout. That's goodranchers.com, code Allie. Uh, Miss Susie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, For those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? I I would love to. First, thank you
1: so much for having me. Of course. Beth, it's so great to be here. Um, I am the founder and director of Healing Strong, and I guess what landed me in this couch was 13 years ago, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and I chose a very different route to healing than the traditional route. Um, it took about 18 months to to heal, but um, as a result of that, it was very non-traditional and yeah. we wanted to share the good news with others. So um, out of that birthed an organization called Healing Strong, mm-hmm. which is what we want to share, you know, with everyone today. It really is this amazing organization, grassroots organization made up of other cancer thrivers who have um, chosen either an integrative or holistic approach to healing. And we just want to share the good news that there is hope and yes. there are choices out there.
0: Yes. Take us back to when you were first diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find out? Well, I
1: actually was going into surgery for a different issue. I'd seen my OBGYN and she felt some nodules on my, on my thyroid and said, you know what, Susie, you need to get those checked out. And so I put it aside because the surgery was... Um, You know, first and foremost, but, you know, Allie, there was just something that was bugging me and I felt like, oh, well, maybe I need to check this out. So I did. And uh, they did the biopsy and within a month I was in surgery and um, it was on both sides of my thyroid. They actually didn't sample my lymph nodes at the time, which was a blessing. I'm grateful Mm. for that. Um, But, you know, at that point, I did everything I knew to do because I come from a family where um, 12 people before me had been diagnosed with cancer and 10 had died. So you can just imagine, I was like, just get it out, do whatever you need to do. And um, so I did that. I I completely followed the standard traditional care. And they did the thyroidectomy. And then I did the radioactive iodine. And that's when they found it in my lymph nodes. So after, okay. you know, afterwards, they do scans to make sure everything is, is okay. And so when they did the scans, um, they found it in my uh, lymph nodes. Three lymph nodes lit up. And that's when things changed. Because, you know, when you look at 12 family members and 10 had passed away, only my dad and his sister were living. Everyone else had passed away. I was like, well, there's got to be another way. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what other way there was. And we just... Spent a lot of time praying and just really asking the Lord to show us, you know, mm-hmm. what what can we do? What can we do right. different? Because obviously what my family did um, didn't yeah. work. So. so
0: you were told after you got the thyroidectomy, that's where they remove your thyroid. Mm-hmm. So then you have to rely on synthetic thyroid hormone to replace what you are no longer getting from your thyroid naturally. And then you went through the radiation and doctors told you you're going to be fine. This, you know, thyroid cancer typically responds really well to radiation. Uh, But then, as you said, when they scanned you and they found uh, cancer in your lymph nodes, what did they then recommend that you do? Yeah, so uh, I then began seeing a lot of
1: different doctors. I wanted second and third and fourth opinions. So one doctor told me, Susie, it's no big deal. We can pluck your lymph nodes out one by one as they pop up not a good idea Mm. to me. And then another one uh, mentioned radical neck dissection, if it got to that. Um, And then towards the summer, I guess they found a lung nodule. And I went, that's when I got really serious about um, doing something a little different. And I went to this alternative doctor and he recommended chemotherapy. And so Allie, at that point, I really, I had studied a lot and really prayed. My husband and I are Christians and we really prayed. And someone had sent us a book by Suzanne Summers called Knockout. And I, she just recently passed Suzanne Mm -hmm. Summers did, but, um, I thought what in the world can Chrissy teach me about cancer? You know, but I read the book because I really respected the person that sent me the book. And, um, it was all about what other doctors are doing that are alternative to healing cancer. And, uh, I thought, you know, if, if that's really true. And I remembered, I'll tell you the story. I remembered when I was in a grad student at UTL science center down in Houston, I worked for uh, a cancer research foundation and we worked with the worst cancer. They say the worst pancreatic cancer is one of the worst cancer patients or or cancer Mm -hmm. diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And, um, we had a patient that was doing really well, and his wife came up to me one time during their visit and said, Susie, you know what we're doing? I said, What? She said, We're doing a macrobiotic diet. And I said, What in the heck is a macrobiotic diet? I mean, I've been in health, and, you know, so it just kind of resonated. I went back, I went to the library, looked it up, learned more about it. And um, things like that, Allie, were starting to come back to my memory bank. Mm -hmm. And, um, I definitely chose to, um, step out in faith and Mm -hmm. do something a little different. And that's when, so someone sent me Suzanne Summers, another person sent me the Gerson therapy and that really resonated with me. So I went down the whole, you know, research of the Gerson therapy and that's what, that's what sat well with me, and I did that. So this was about what year was this that they found it in your lymph nodes and a nodule in your lung? Yeah. So 2009 was the lymph nodes. Okay. And then in 2010 they found the the lung nodule.
0: And after they found it in your lymph nodes, did you opt not to do chemotherapy or radiation? That's right. Yeah. So you decided to kind of let it rest, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that was a little bit scary, and I'm sure that there were doctors telling you, um, "Excuse me, well, what do you mean you're not going to?" do anything about this right now mm-hmm. did you get a lot of pushback from I the did, doctors for that you know
1: I did more from <laughs> I got more pushback from people I loved
0: yeah more from they people. love yeah, you
1: and right yeah more from people I love and friends that thought you know you're a little bit you're why are you doing this, this you 2D. have a, you have all yeah. these family members that had cancer how in the world can you walk away from what the doctors are recommending and how you know? old
0: were you at this point
1: so, oh, Lord, this was in 2009. I think I was in my 40s, early 40s. Okay. So this was 14 years ago. I'm 50, yeah. almost 57. So, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so 43. Let's yeah. do the math. Okay. <laughs> the the doctors said, mm, you need chemotherapy. Even as you said, that alternative doctor said, you need chemotherapy. That just wasn't sitting well with you. And so you were researching, researching, researching. And what did you finally decide to do? Because obviously, you wanted to heal. You didn't want to die in your early 40s from cancer. Mm-mm. And so, uh, tell me what you found that then informed the route that you took. Yeah,
1: well, I was a researcher. And um, first of all, I think what informed me most was um, a lot of prayer and seeking God's peace in whatever direction it was. And he was so gracious to send me um, books and other people that had information for me. And my kids were a motivation for me. I had two young children that, um, you know, that really, I wanted to be around for them. I didn't wanna, you know, be sick. They were active, we did, you know, soccer every every time we were turning around. There was just so much activity and I just wanted to be there for them, you know. And so um, what really resonated with me was the Gerson therapy. So I really dug into that research. And when you look at uh, Dr. Max Gerson and how he came about healing cancer, I mean, talk about in today's world, he is, he's more, um, uh, pushed underneath the, you know, the carpet than any other doctor today. And that was 60 plus years ago. Mm. And so um Dr. I Marks, don't know
0: anything about him.
1: Well, he, he's an amazing, incredible doctor. He was in World War II um, helping. He actually was a Jewish doctor uh, that was healing uh, tuberculosis with his Gerson therapy. His Gerson therapy was birthed out of migraines. Uh, he had migraines himself and developed his, this a treatment protocol that was very successful with other chronic diseases. And at that time, a million people in Europe had died of, uh, tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. And so people were looking for, um, you know, treatments that would, would do that. I believe it was Dr. Fernandian. I can't remember his last name, but he came to Dr. Gerson and said, if you can heal, I'm going to put together a study. If you can heal, um, out of these 450 people, if you can heal a significant number, I'm going to stand behind you and carry the, you know, b- believe in you and, c- and believe what the Gerson therapy is about. And he ended up healing like 448 or 445 of their 450. This is incurable tuberculosis. Wow. Well, people started coming to him, especially for chronic degenerative diseases like cancer. And so he was healing those with cancer. And this is like
0: mid-century. This,
1: and this is during World War II. Oh, this is
0: still during, okay.
1: And he lost all of his siblings um, in the concentration camps. So all of this was going on. And it was all, um, you know, plant-based diet. Uh, it was, you know, a lot of detoxification. It was based on, um, you know, no sodium, Um, the metabolism of the cells. I mean, he just studied what worked. And a lot of people talk about... the alkaline and acidity part of cancer. What was really cool about Max Gerson is he dialed it in and realized that um, the more acidic your body is, the higher your hydrogen is in your cells. And the more hydrogen you have, that repels oxygen. And we need oxygen to heal our cells. So when I was reading things like that, Ali, I was like, this is really making sense to me. Hmm. So he studied his... Um, you know, his protocol, he actually uh, escaped uh, Nazi Germany and came to the United States. And during that time, of course, uh, our, uh, the United States, I think, in, in the 1950s was looking for a cure for cancer. Um, there was this bill that came about called the Pepper Bill. They wanted to learn more, invited Dr. Gerson to come. I believe he was the first one to be on Capitol Hill presenting, you know, his... Um, his therapy brought his patients and all of his research. And it was remarkable. And he showed that people had healed. But in the meantime, uh, the media got a hold of it. And, you know, people that don't want a Gerson therapy uh, to replace some of the pharmaceuticals um, stepped in and they actually kind of um, what's the word? Uh, distracted all of the yeah. media from being a part of it, and so. Um,
0: so just so people know specifically what the Gerson protocol is, it involves a vegan diet, mm-hmm. a eight to ten. Uh, juices a day of fresh vegetables, right? Uh, Two to three coffee enemas. Now, I know what that is. A lot of people don't. You can probably put two and two together. Um, A regimen of supplements, reduced stress, uh, rest, meditating and praying on, as you put it, on God's healing words. He was, as you said, not a Christian, but uh, you're a Christian. So meditating Mm -hmm. on God's healing words. So that was the protocol. And you're saying that he tried to introduce this to America as a healing regimen for all kinds of diseases, including cancer, but that he was sabotaged by people who had an interest in Mm. pharmaceuticals, which is it's similar to what Chris Wark has said when he's come Mm. on this podcast about uh, breast cancer Mm -hmm. and some of the other healing strategies for that. So that's really interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and you know, it's happened. History repeats itself. It has a way of repeating itself with what we're going through right now and people standing up, you know, against the narrative. It, it's repeating itself. And that's exactly what Dr. Max Gerson did. And, um, you know, he studied everything so much. He wrote a book. Just so you know, he wrote this book. His manuscript was stolen. He was poisoned, almost died. And, um He lived through it, It took another year to write the same book, uh, was poisoned again. They found arsenic in his system, and he died. Um, And so his 50 case studies book, which is what I read, is is remarkable. I mean, it's 50 case studies of advanced cancer and how he healed it. And it's written for physicians. So it was really hard for me to go through it and try to figure things out. But Charlotte Gerson was his daughter, has written another book called Healing the Gerson Way. And so I read that book as well. And so what you just read was my protocol. I modified it a little bit. The Gerson therapy is actually 10 to 13 juices a day. Uh, I did eight to 10. I was a busy mom and I just, I modified it to what I could do. I don't recommend necessarily modifying uh, something tried and true, but I did what I the best I could do with what I had, and tried to do as much of the Gerson therapy as possible.
0: There was so you decided you decided not to do any of the traditional methods of getting rid of your cancer. You decided to commit to this vegan lifestyle to oxygenate your cells. That's what Gerson purports, right? Mm-hmm. And that included all of this. Juicing, correct? That's right. That's
1: how you oxygenate your cells. That's how you detox your cells. Um, there was just so much that made a lot of sense to me. You know, uh, a lot of people that are doing alternative therapies are doing things like ozone therapy, which is is a way to oxygenate your therapy and hyper or oxygenate your body. And hyperbaric therapy is another way. But foods are the best way to oxygenate your cells and to you know get rid of. Um, The things in our body, the toxins in our bodies that build up. So he focused on the food first.
0: First sponsor for the day is, of course, Carly Jean Los Angeles. As I am reading this ad, I am wearing my Carly Jean Los Angeles clothes, always comfortable and make me feel stylish. I feel great in every season of the year and in every season of life when I'm in my CJLA clothes. I love how well made they are. I love that you can mix and match them. Their basics line is all made in the USA, which is awesome. Plus, this is a company owned by a family that shares our values. They're Christian, they're conservative, they're pro-America, they're pro-life. Unlike a lot of women's clothing brands, you can trust that when you spend your dollars at Carly Jean Los Angeles, you are supporting the things that you believe in. Plus, you're gonna look great. All of their clothes are amazing, especially their jeans. Go to CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com, use promo code RELATABLE25 to get $25 off an order of $125 or more, or RELATABLE50 for $50 off an order of $200 or more. So great deals going on, CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com. Use promo code RELATABLE25 or RELATABLE50. Tell us about your specific journey. You yeah. were fully committed to this, and then what happened?
1: Yeah, I was fully committed. So I did do the radiation and originally. the surgery originally, and yes. when it showed up in my lymph nodes, uh, it took a little time, and then in the summer after they found the lung nodule, I really committed And I backed off everything. I um, was working full time. They were gracious enough to let me step back and work part time. I worked at home, so I made fresh juices every day. It changed our whole lifestyle. I mean, my kids, my kids learned about juicing, right? We got rid of our freezer in our, you know, in our um, uh, uh, garage and we got a refrigerator and, you know, we just did what what we needed to do to heal and t- talk about removing stress we actually were really active and involved in a church at the time and we kind of stepped back and just um we were visiting another church so we took about a year and a half just to step back from that and um just just you know take everything in and uh like try I said, to
0: eliminate the busyness as yes. much as possible and just focus on what you need to focus. That's on. right.
1: Yeah. And my kids were just amazing and were so helpful. You know, we, we all pitched in and, you know, juiced and we would go shopping at the market, you know, over the weekend. And, um, you know, prayer was really important and meditating on God's word. At that point, I had never read through the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so I knew little bits from Sunday school and, you know, just doing Bible studies of what the word of God said. But I had never read through the Bible from start to finish, and mm-hmm. that changed my life. Yeah, and so I used that time of of coffee enemas to um, listen to the the Word of God on tape and li- listen to worship. At- just really meditate on you know what his word said and yeah. you know that that he can heal me. Um, Psalm 23 was huge for my own healing. Mm-hmm. Um, just what he shows us in the Psalms, and it just was a beautiful time. I mean, I definitely can say, and Chris works says this too, that cancer you can be so much better on the other side of cancer than you were before. And we have since, Ali Beth, this has been such a, a journey for us for our own family. Um, both my kids have added. 's disease, and we have implemented what we've learned for the Gerson therapy with theirs. I don't know
0: what that is. Yeah, their
1: adrenals are okay. just don't function well, okay. and so it's a chronic autoimmune disease that they have, and, okay. you know, so we've reduced their you know, their medication substantially. And of course they're grown men now. So, you know, they, um, they know what to do. And so when you, when you walk kind of this healing out and you embrace the, um, that what it can do, not only for you, but for your family, it just changes everything. It changes how we look at, you know, Thanksgiving and the holidays. It You know, it changes when my kids come home from college and they need some rest. We really just, you know, amp up the juicing and the smoothies and you know right now is flu season and we we know what to do for flu we're not afraid of it we're not afraid of COVID we're not you know it just changes everything about um, how you look at health and wellness and address that.
0: And you said that you committed to this Very strictly for 18 months. What Mm -hmm. happened at the end of the 18 months? Yeah. So, you know,
1: I started introducing more things that were fun that um, may not have been, you know, on the Gerson therapy. So, But as far as
0: your cancer, what
1: was the state of it
0: at this point? It was gone. Okay.
1: Everything was gone. Everything healed. And I mentioned earlier that I was heading in for surgery for a different reason. And that was a hysterectomy because I had fibroid tumors. They were healed. Mm. So when you heal from the, you know, when you heal from the inside out, it's not just cancer that's going to heal, right? Mm. So everything healed. So my triglycerides, my cholesterol was better. Um, You know, my tremors got better. I have tremors um, from a head and neck injury when I was 16, and my tremors even got better. I mean, it was just, it was just an amazing thing. Yeah. you know the peace of God just you know was over our family so much more because the healing also was emotional and mm-hmm. it was spiritual and so it was just a really great a great time.
0: And how many months after you got the news that it was in your uh, lymph nodes and then later in your lungs? How long after that? What was the cancer gone?
1: Mm-hmm. So the let me just tell you. So the time that I found it my lymph nodes was in December. Mm-hmm. I started full on the Gerson therapy. I started dabbling in it in January and did some juicing. I wouldn't do the detox regimen that was that was too extreme for me at that time. But when they found the lung nodule, which I think was in May that next may, and i didn't they didn't you know biopsy it, but most of my family had died of lung cancer. so anytime you mention a lung nodule in our family were of like, course. "Oh, you know this is." So um, from that point on, um, it took you know, another 18 months of committing completely to the Gerson therapy. And the lung nodule shrunk a little bit, but still there, but it's not, I haven't had a, a cat scan about five years of my lungs. So, um, but everything, you know, was stable there and all of my lymph nodes healed and it was just, yeah,
0: yeah, really great. Yeah. And so after that 18 months and then you were healed, and you didn't have to do chemotherapy or radiation or any of those traditional methods. You said that you started kind of reintroducing something. So, mm-hmm. what did that look like, and what does it look like all these years
1: later? Yeah, so it's been 13 years since yeah. I began. Um, we eat a lot of. I eat a lot of fish. I love fish. Um, so, if I'm going to eat meat, I try to do that. Um, when you, when you walk a healing journey out, you know what you need to do if you start feeling run down. So I remove the meat or remove the, you know, increase the juicing and do the detox regimen. So it still is regular. I juice regularly every day. We, we still juice. We juice in our family a lot. We, we do smoothies now. We didn't do smoothies when I was doing the Gerson therapy, but we do smoothies as well. Um, yeah, we we just eat healthier. You know, we do uh, fasting is now a part of our regimen. So we do intermittent fasting um, and we also do water fasting. So periodically we'll do a three or a five or a 10 day water fast. And what's um, the benefit of that? Yeah. So the water fasting just resets everything. It resets it. If you're doing it for spiritual reasons, it will it will reset your mind and really help you to feast on God's word and draw closer to Him, which I do it for both. Um, if you're doing it for physical reasons, it resets your metabolism, it resets your your desire for sweets. You know, if you're just a a junk food addict, I really recommend a short water fast because if you do that and then jump into a, a diet or a healing regimen, it really will help you jumpstart that. Um And the the cool thing about, uh, people don't know this, but, but fasting, let's say for people that are doing chemotherapy, when you fast, your body actually goes into protective mode. So your cells in your body go into protective mode, and those unhealthy cells are exposed. And so if you are somebody that's doing chemotherapy, I highly recommend that you look into fasting before that because you will fast and then go into whatever treatment it is, whether it's high dose vitamin C, whether it's, you know, if you're doing integrative and doing chemotherapy, um, your cells, the cells that are unhealthy will weaken and the cells that are healthy go into protective mode. So it's just uh, fasting is a remarkable healing tool that God gave us. And tell us about coffee enemas. Really? You
0: want to talk to them? Well, not you graphically. To go <laughs> but I just want to hear, like, what is the benefit? Because some yeah. people hear that and they're like, what in the world are you talking yeah. about? But someone that I follow, actually, she talks about the benefit of this, too. So yeah. I'm interested to hear, like, I mean, what is supposed to uh, be helpful about that? Yeah.
1: So, so the Gerson therapy, the coffee enemas were a big part of that because you are juicing so much, eating so much um, plant based food that the toxins in your cells are coming out you know so you need to get rid of those if you don't get rid of those you're just going to reabsorb it Mm. so when you do coffee enemas the the bile stimulation is remarkable and people that are listening to this if you have a sick liver you need to get it well Mm. And, and so juicing and coffee enemas are one way that the gerson therapy um address that so yeah your bile stimulates it so glutathione is something that people for years have tried to package and you know put in a capsule because it's anti-aging well it increases your glutathione by like 600 times you know i mean it's, it's there's so much The stimulation, the bile, I think, is actually what increases 600 times more than a normal bile that's going through your system. But glutathione also increases. And there's palmitic acid. There's so much that comes out through the coffee into the portal vein into your liver that really detoxes your liver. And just a fun fact. So coffee enemas were in the Merck manual until 1984. That's our medical journal, you know, it's our medical manual. So it was in there until 1984 and then they took it out.
0: Hmm, that's very interesting. All right. In this new year, it is time to take your health more seriously. That means making sure that your vitamin regimen is right, that you are taking supplements that um, are actually benefiting your body. That means getting all of the nutrients, the ingredients in the supplements in the most bioavailable form. And that is what We Heart Nutrition offers. They have wholesome ingredients, but also wholesome values. This is a company that's owned by A family that is Christian conservative. They're unapologetic about their values, particularly being on the side of life for unborn children. I just love this company so much and I love their products. I'm taking their postnatal vitamin right now. Their vitamins for women are just excellent. They're really high quality. You'll see that as soon as you get your package in and you'll see uh, what kind of packaging they put their vitamins in. I mean, it's just really high quality stuff. Every Detail uh, from the packaging to the very ingredients that they use, um, they're all really impressive because they care that much about the product that you are buying. And so I'm proud to support them. I'm so thankful that I've switched to their supplements. I can really tell a difference. Go to weheartnutrition.com. Use promo code Allie for 20% off. They have a 15-day no-questions-asked return policy too if it doesn't work out. Go to weheartnutrition.com, code Allie, weheartnutrition.com, code Allie. Tell me a little bit more about what God has taught you through all of this Mm -hmm. because. Not everyone listening to this is going to take this approach. Um, They either have a different perspective or for whatever reason, they might either take a more integrative approach. And so like my mom, for example, she had breast cancer and she did go through radiation, but she also is a vegan. She does a lot of juicing. She's been really encouraged by you and Chris, whom we had on a couple of years ago to talk about the same Uh, the same thing. Um, But no matter what someone chooses, or maybe they're going the fully traditional medicalized route and they're just doing the chemotherapy and radiation, no matter what there can be a spiritual transformation that happens and Mm -hmm. God can meet the person with cancer where they are. So tell me about what you learned about God and his faithfulness in the midst of this. Yeah. So much.
1: He is such a good, he is such a good father and You know, any time that we go through a point of suffering or trauma or something, um, when we really press into him, he shows up. He shows up. So for me, I shared with you that I never read through the Bible before. So I understood that God was good. I understood that um, his promises are true. But when you read scripture from start to finish, you really get to see the character of God, the history of his people. And you can't wait for Jesus to show up in the New Testament. And so that was the first time that I read through it. But the more that I've read his word, I've realized that Jesus is in scripture from start to finish. And so from Genesis to Revelation, you see our Savior. And I believe, Alibeth, that, you know, we can do everything um, that we know to do. I believe that he gave us, you know, we are, this is his temple, that he lives in this, his Holy Spirit lives in So we need to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that um, not everybody's going to heal this side of heaven. But if we do everything we know to do and we follow his word, his way, we seek his peace and his joy, and um, I believe that uh, our lives can be a living testimony to him. And so I, I think that healing has a purpose in it. He's definitely shown me that. Um, he has shown me that when I am anxious and weary and have uh, just, just hard to lift my head, that he is right there for me, that he, his word, is truth. And he tells me to come to him. Um, you know, I know that, uh we, healing Strong teaches, you know, an anti-cancer lifestyle and uh, a lifestyle that's going to help people to heal physically. But if that's all we did was teach them that and we didn't teach them the true source of healing and our Savior, then we're just helping them be a little more comfortable in darkness. Yeah. And so I, I really think he is the healer. He can heal us by doing he can heal us by eating 10 crickets. Right. There are people that do that. He can heal us by doing chemo and radio. I believe that he can. He can heal us by doing the Gerson therapy. But when I read his word and I see what it says about the herbs and the greens, when I see what it says about um, that bitterness rots the bones. Right. And unforgiveness is he talks about that a lot.
0: Makes you sick. Right. It makes
1: us sick. I believe his word is a very literal truth. And so all of that really points me to, I've got work to do, mm-hmm. you know, if I could feast on his, i feast on his word, but if I could feast on the Bible, mm-hmm. you're right. I can't make a meal out of the Bible. He expects us to put in our body, what is edifying for us physically mm-hmm. and edifying for us spiritually. Mm-hmm. So I've just learned that he is very literally, he cares very literally about us physically He cares about our emotional well-being, and Mm -hmm. he wants my spirit to connect with him. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been such a a beautiful journey. You know, we growing up, it's mind, body, spirit, right? So we hear those words, but when you walk this journey out of healing for me anyway— it's very literal. How how am I going to heal physically? What can I do physically to make my body healthier? Is If I leave here and I go get a coffee at the famous coffee shop down the street with tons of sugar, is that going to feed my body health? If I go to a Mexican food restaurant and eat what I want, um, is that going to feed my body health? If I'm sick, I really need to pay attention to that because... You know, that's, I need to do everything I can to to heal my body. Not to say we don't enjoy Mexican food and things like that now, but I can tell you when we are sick, we need to sit up and take notice and know that there are things that we can do. There are choices that we can make at home, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, That can help us to heal, and that's what that's what Healing Strong focuses on. Is just we aim to help people to thrive through their cancer through the choices that they make at home, Mm -hmm. and that includes the spiritual connection with God. What are they doing? And ultimately, He's given us His Word; Mm -hmm. it's right there for us. Yeah. So,
0: and to anyone who thinks because you know there are people who say, well, you know, this is kooky, it's anti-science, anti-medicine. I do just want to read some statistics Mm -hmm. that you have pointed out before, I actually got this from your resources and you have cited all of these things. These are not things that you're just pulling out of the hat. Um, But I think that this is interesting and just something for people to consider. Anyone who has a doubt that maybe there are alternative methods of healing that can bring people hope outside of chemotherapy and radiation. I'm not a doctor. I'm not prescribing that for anyone. Just saying there are stories of help and hope elsewhere. Um, Within the past 50 years, there's only been a 5% drop in the death rate in cancer. Cancer patients, However, the incidence of cancer is growing at an alarming rate. In 1975, one out of seven people would be diagnosed with cancer. Today, the cancer rate for men is about one out of two, and the cancer rate for women is getting close to the same ratio. In 2010, the report for the President's Cancer Panel, a three-person panel that reports to the U.S. President on the National Cancer Program, said approximately 41% of Americans will be diagnosed with cancer during their lifetime. According to the WHO, cancer is the leading cause of death worldwide. It is the second most common death in a uh, common um, cause of death in the United States. Now. Here's the other side of that. This reminds me, by the way, this is like a parallel to so many problems in our country that have only gotten worse as we have paid more to them, like our education system. Since 1971, $2 trillion have been spent on conventional cancer research. $2 trillion in the past 50 years. Uh, 75% of oncologists who were surveyed by the McGill Cancer Center uh, would not take the chemo that they recommend their lung cancer patients. Chemotherapeutic drugs are the only classification of drugs that the doctor who prescribed the protocol for the patient actually gets a direct cut. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. Can you Do you have insight to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, and I
1: think you and Chris talked about this too. So they have changed that a little bit. But now the workaround for that is that they bring you in more. So, you know, instead of having an appointment every, you know, once a month, they're gonna do more appointments. So they've done a workaround, but that's truth that the chemotherapy drugs were the only drugs that a physician could prosper on. So they buy them from the pharmaceutical companies, turn around, you come in. So they profit from whatever, you know, the, whatever their protocol is, they profit yeah. from that. So let's say we're gonna prescribe you you know, three months of chemotherapy, it's gonna be $100,000. But they only pay and I'm just I don't know what the what the cost is. Let's say they only pay, you know, 10,000 to the pharmaceutical company. They can market up whatever they want. And that was interesting to me that, you know, you could go to some um, oncologist and it might cost this much, but others, it might cost this much. And it's the same drug. They can market up whatever they wanted to and yeah. um, and now the thing is is that they will bring you in so much has changed in 10 years and this is i think if there's anything that i want to say regarding that is that um, know that you are, it's it's your body and when you go into an oncologist's office, be informed, be ready to ask these questions. Chris Work has a great great resource called "20 Questions to Ask Your Oncologist." Chris Beat Cancer, and so I highly recommend that. So go in ready to ask those questions and know that it's your body. And if they're going to have a hard time with you asking these questions. You, they're going to, you know, get upset at you because you're asking all of these questions, bringing up, you know, um, the stats like you're bringing up and asking them to address that. Um, then you probably need to walk away and find a new doctor. It's okay.
0: It's okay. Okay, this is for parents and students. I want to tell you about God's World News from World News. I write for World Magazine often, and they're just uh, a great resource for a Christian analysis of what's going on in the world, and they've got uh, God's World News that is especially crafted for students. They want parents to know that you're not alone in discipling the next generation. If you're trying to tell your kids about what's going on in the world, but you want to make sure that you're doing it through a truthful and godly lens, then World God's World News can help you. From preschoolers all the way up to young teens, parents and teachers are introducing kids to the news through safe and engaging print magazines, online articles, and activities. These publications apply the Bible to their lives so they can safely learn about current events, but also learn to think for themselves. You can take 50% off an annual subscription at gwnews.com slash That is an awesome deal. 50% off of an annual subscription at gwnews.com slash I know that this is not what you're doing, but I can just know preemptively what the comments will be. Some of the comments, this is not a demonization of all Mm -hmm. doctors. This is not a demonization of all medicine, traditional medicine. This is not a demonization of all oncologists by any means. I think, I mean, the doctors that I've worked with, they haven't had cancer, thank the Lord, but have been people who really want to help. Mm -hmm. Now, some doctors uh, don't know about alternative methods or they have been informed in medical school that there's no such thing as alternative methods. The one doctor that I had in the past uh, pregnancy that I had was the most integrative doctor that I have been around very, I mean, in OBGYN for 40 years, but also extremely trusting of women's instincts and women's bodies and Mm -hmm. alternative you know, holistic methods of induction and things like that. And so that was really interesting. I've seen it done well. And then I've seen the doctors that refuse to listen to their patients and refuse to even have any common sense mm-hmm. because, you know, I have, I have hypothyroidism and I have been reliably informed from my traditional doctors my endocrinologist that there is absolutely nothing that you can do as far as your diet or exercise or lifestyle to help your thyroid at all. <laughs> and as someone who didn't go to medical school, I'm just thinking that doesn't even sound like common sense. Mm-hmm. So a lot is th- a lot of this is just common sense. You don't have to be anti-medicine, anti-doctors, anti-science to say it's probably common sense for us to eat healthier if we want to make our bodies better, mm-hmm. right? Right. Absolutely. And you
1: know, it's it, it definitely we're not demonizing traditional medicine. There is a place for it. But but why in the world have, has this, you know, last decade or this last 100 years changed so much for medical care? And if you go back and look at um, medical schools changed in the 19, I don't know, the Flexner Report when it came out. Uh, it, he was a teacher and he was hired by the Rockefellers to go and research all the medical you know schools they shut down 50% of medical schools because they said there were too many doctors and the medical schools that they shut down the most were the ones that you know focused on holistic or traditional medicine or holistic or um, homeopathic medicine so i think it's just really important that we that we research the truth that we find out the truth and we do what's best for us And um, like I said, I did, I started, you know, my own route out doing traditional, but so did my family and my family died. And so, and there are many people out here that know people that have cancer and maybe some of them have cancer and they're wondering what to do. And if there's anything that I can say is just do your own research and look at um, Bernie Siegel has a great quote, uh, he's, he wrote Love, Medicine and Miracles, and he said, you know, we need to study those patients that have done extraordinarily well, not the ones that have, you know, that we can measure, um, but the ones who have done extraordinarily well. And when we look at those, and that's that's a summary of his quote, but when we look at those patients that have healed stage three and four cancer that only have, like you said, a 2.1% or 2.3% chance of survival for five years, what in the world are they doing? I want to know about it. Yeah. You know, what What did they do that was so different that helped them beat the odds? 98% of people don't, you know, live beyond five years. So why aren't we asking the questions? It's, you know, that's I think that's the important thing is do what is best for you, but be a well-informed patient mm-hmm. and know that you don't have to go with, you know, the first doctor if the doctor is not going to come along and partner with you and help you answer those questions. Yeah. This is your body or it's your kid's body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 your health and it's your well-being. And it's so very important that we know that we need to be well-informed
0: patients.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, you know, they tell you that it's, you you know, it might just be best to get a double mastectomy. And that feels, I think, like she would say that that, she was tempted to do that at first because it just feels like, just get it out of me. Mm -hmm. Just do the, the most that you have to do so that I don't have cancer. But then when you pause, when you pray, when you research, when you talk to people, she realized that well, there's not for her in her case, I'm not speaking for everyone in her case, it didn't increase her chances of survival for her to get a double mastectomy Versus a lumpectomy. So she went with the last invasive choice. Thankfully, she is healing and has healed really well. She did go through radiation shorter than was um, originally recommended. But her doctor worked with her. And then she has taken on um, a lot of this protocol as well. And it's really been an incredible health transformation for her. And so I think that there is a lot of wisdom in talking to second and third opinions, talking to people who have healed and what has worked for them, and to pause for a second in wisdom and not to make rash decisions out of fear because understandably, when someone hears the word cancer, you just want to do the most dramatic, or I don't want to say dramatic like I'm trivializing it, but the most intense thing immediately because that in your mind I think it makes you feel like that's going to be the best healing, but maybe not. Mm -hmm. But maybe not. It could actually make you worse on the other side of it, right?
1: Yeah, I think how we look at the tumor is, you know, most people have, you know, there are blood cancers and then there are um, cancers like your mom had breast cancer. So there obviously was a measurable tumor. And there are several people that have put analogies out there that just really stood out to me when I was doing my own research. You know, number one is we're in this tumor tizzy where we think we've got to get this tumor out. And there's a, there's a great book uh, called Cancer Step Outside the Box. And in that book, they give a, uh, a really cool analogy that if you were taking your car to um, a mechanic and the check engine light was on and you drove up and you're like, ah, oh, my check engine light's on. Can you check it out for me? And the mechanic leaned in, saw it, went and got his hammer, smashed it out, put, ripped it out of the thing and said, there you go. You're, you're well, you're, it's the, the check engine light's off you know, you may leave. What would you do? You would never come back to that doctor or to that, you know, mechanic again, because of the choice that he chose to get rid of what the problem that you saw, which was the check engine light. And tumors are check engine lights. It's not, um, you know, a diabetic, if a diabetic gets gangrene on their foot and the doctor cuts her foot off, he's not healing diabetes, right? cancer is the same way and we've got to look at cancer different it's not the tumor the tumor is a symptom of what's happening there are cells in there that have gone rogue but our body our liver our you know our metabolism what we're eating the sodium potassium balance the you know the things that have happened in our body that has made us sick and if we don't address those things including the emotional Connection Mm, and the spiritual. Yes. And the spiritual. Then we're not going to heal. So it's it's all about the whole body, you know, and I think that we really um, especially with uh, we're seeing more and more cancer, younger, younger people are getting it aggressive cancers right now. And it's so important to know that there is a, you can heal, mm. but you've got to make choices that don't happen in the doctor's office. Your, your choice to heal, um, most 30,000 choices, I think we make a day, 30,000. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, you sit in a doctor's office for an hour and a half. That's not where you're healing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're healing at home. And so what are you going to do to feed your body well, to feed your mind well, you know, to reconnect with the Lord, you know, what, what is going to make that difference for you? It's, it's, and it's not just about cancer. It's all of us are dealing, so many people are dealing with something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just really recommend that people really take a step back and go, I need to address the whole being. All of Susie needs to be addressed. Yeah. And that's, that's when you're gonna walk out of this way better on the other side of whatever yeah. your diagnosis is.
0: Okay, last sponsor for the day is Good Ranchers. Now, I know that we have been talking in this episode. Susie has been telling us about veganism. She did confirm that now, though, now, though, she does eat meat. And if you're eating meat, you should be eating all of your meat from Good Ranchers. You might as well make sure that it's high quality, that you're supporting American farms and ranches, that you're buying from a company that supports our Christian conservative pro America values. So go ahead, get all your meat from Good Ranchers. They've got bacon. They've got better than organic chicken. They've got craft beef. We use all of this stuff on a weekly basis. We use one kind of good rancher's meat every single day in our house. It's what we rely on. We love having a freezer full of good ranchers meat it just makes our life so much easier and we can rest assured knowing that we're eating really high quality american-made meat so right now they've got this really great deal going on subscribe to any box so that box of meat shows up to your front door every month and they'll add over two pounds of pre-trimmed better than organic chicken breast to your order for free. So you enjoy $189 of free chicken in 2024, plus $20 off your first order by using my code Ally. That's incredible. Really, really good deal. Go ahead and subscribe now. Go to GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. That's GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. And sometimes, obviously, the symptoms have to be treated if a tumor is inhibiting the function of, you know, a certain body part. But the point is that it goes much deeper than that. That is not curing the cancer. And even the best and most integrative doctor can't heal you spiritually, can't take away your anxiety, can't take away your stress. You talked about the changes that you and your family made Holistically, you changed your schedule, you changed mm-hmm. your responsibilities, and the, no matter how great the doctor is, they cannot do those things for you. It has to be a commitment to change and a Holy Spirit-empowered uh, discipleship regimen, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also a really
1: big part of this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, just really being in tune with them. You know, knowing his word, he will speak with you. He has a great way of bringing it up just when we need it, you know, and uh, it's just a, it's a wonderful opportunity to make some drastic changes. You know, Mm -hmm. when you get a diagnosis of cancer, any chronic disease to go, okay, this is, you know, all right, Lord, you're going to lead us through this. We're going to get on the other side of it. And I I know we need to address some things, you know for the whole being.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And can you tell people how they can connect with you? How can they connect with Healing Strong? Because you've created this organization that provides resources, but also provides Counseling through connection with mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. who have gone through this. So tell people how they can find that. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, your mom's part of that. We, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how we met. Yes.
1: So Healing Strong uh, is a nonprofit organization we started 10 years ago It birthed out of my own um, cancer journey. And there were 10 of us that came together and prayed and said, God, what can we do? We actually ended up doing a holistic conference that was standing room only. People were so hungry for the information. And afterwards, um, the group model began. We, we realized how powerful it was to come together in community. And so right now we have so supported over 500 groups uh, in the United States, Canada, and a few international countries. Um, People can go on our website to healingstrong.org, and they can find a group either online that meets. We usually have meetings almost every day of the month. They can look at the calendar, Uh, Or they can look at an online group or an an in-person group, you know, where they're located, which I I hope there is one. And if there isn't, they can start their own. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have the, the resources, the curriculum, the training, the support. Um, we're run 98% mostly by volunteers um, that have been in the same situation that just want to support others. Um, and people don't have to be doing just holistic. We have integrative. we have people that are doing conventional treatments and they just want to learn what can I do after this is over. So, you know, we do teach an anti cancer lifestyle. Um, we we teach plant based eating for a little while. You need to focus on that. We teach detoxification, supplementation, emotional healing, we art therapy and music therapy, and you know things like that that just really help you. And then of course we um, also have Bible studies that we work with on the Bible app. You can get Healing Strong's Bible studies. One of my favorite. On the is it the U version mm-hmm. app? Okay. The U version app. Okay. Yep, you just search Healing Strong, and Great. we have, and we focus on you know on healing and trusting God's plan. And um, but my favorite program that we did uh, the last three years, and we just put it out on an app is called around the word in 80 days and it it was birthed out of you know the, the covid and what happened during that time our groups weren't meeting but we wanted to read the word together and so we just came together in community online every single day and we read the word in 80 days and so we recorded that and it's, it's our community reading the Bible together. And we just encourage people, if you just want to, you know, listen to the word being read in community, it goes really fast. It's not the same really great voices that are on the Bible app reading the Bible. It's our community that's yeah. reading it. We have hiccups when we read it and we laugh and, you know, just, it's just a really great community, but around the word in 80 mm-hmm. days, and that can be found on our website or you can go to around the word in 80 days.org and it's there as well. But, you know, we just um, try to focus on rebuilding the body renewing the soul and refreshing the spirit in God's
0: word. Mm, Well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I know so encouraging for so many people. And I just, I know that the exact right person is going to be listening to this or watching this and they are going to realize maybe for the first time that there is hope Mm. and that there are other people who have walked through a journey of healing that maybe the Lord is leading them on too. And so thank you so much for taking the time to come in and share your story. And um, I just love that he's a God of redemption and he takes what Satan means for evil and makes it into something good and something for his glory Mm -hmm. and the good of other people. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me.